0: You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. It's always good to be with you all. Today, we've got a tremendously special privilege. I've got David and Marilyn Chadwick on the podcast with me today. And We've met together because throughout the month of March, David is going to preach on the topic of prayer. And so we're doing a two-part podcast series in connection with the sermon, specifically to connect and equip parents in this topic. So this one is about the power of praying parents, and in two weeks, we'll talk about raising prayerful kids. So to get us started, the sermon series is called Victory. So, David, why don't you give us a little insight into this series and why it's called Victory?
1: Sure, Todd. Thanks for the privilege of being on the show. Really appreciate the podcast and all you're doing. Um, The title "Victory" came from the idea that I wanted to teach people and parents and their children how to use prayer to achieve victory—a prayer that wins, a prayer that has results. Uh, People have so many needs, and the Bible talks over and over again about the power of prayer that it does bring results, and so. I wanna teach people what Jesus had to say particularly about prayer that wins in four areas. First of all, the Lord's Prayer, a recipe for how to pray. Secondly, through the whole idea of impudence that we can go to God and be kind of impudent and say, hey, but you said this, God, it's not my idea. You're the one that said prayer works. And then thirdly, persistence, uh, continually praying. That's something that's talked about a lot in the Bible. And then fourth, the prayer of relinquishment, Mm. the time when we just know God's telling us to give it to him in his hands. So uh, it's prayer that works. It's prayer that gives victory. That's That's the whole idea of the series. Well, fantastic. I know it's going to be a great one. Well, let's
0: start with just defining prayer. You know, a lot of people talk about living on a prayer, you know, or a desperation prayer. Some of those are related to music and some are related to sports, you know. But when it comes to our very lives, define prayer for us and give us an understanding.
1: Well, for me, it's just conversation with God. It's speaking to him like he is your closest, most intimate friend, which he is through Jesus. That's what we've learned. So for me, it's just conversing with him on a regular basis. Marilyn?
2: And kind of playing off that idea, I would say it's also the relationship. You know, it's kind of a listening. It's different than just a normal give and take, obviously, because unless you're, you know, Moses, you're probably not hearing the voice back audibly. So it's kind of a give and take, listening and then pausing and then sort of being like a radio receptor, you know, just receiving those signals from God all day long, which actually is not an easy thing to do so that that relationship, you know, you build on it like you would any good relationship. But yep. it's a lot of listening, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, let's take that a little bit farther because prayer is pretty integral for a relationship with mm-hmm. Jesus. And so you've just expanded that even in your brief definition of it. You've expanded it beyond just the request of prayer, mm-hmm. which is we've got a grocery list mm-hmm. that we've got to go through. Let me go through this grocery list. And I list. have the list too, so right. no, I'm, <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not yeah. above yeah. a list. So there's a part of that. Yeah. You sure. like your list. I love I my list. Don't take my <laughs> list away. <laughs> so why is it so integral into that? And I would, you know, there's probably a connection to our relationships with
1: people, yeah. but how about
0: when it comes to a relationship well, with God? When I
1: pray, I imagine myself on a park bench and Jesus is sitting next to me. And he is my closest friend, my most intimate companion. Mm. And I have needs that I bring to him. That's my list. Sometimes I just need a friend to talk to. And so I share the deepest parts of my Mm. heart. As you read the Psalms, that's largely what David did. He just shared his heart, good and bad. So that's what the relationship to me means is I'm close, I'm intimate, he's my closest friend, my companion, there for me at all times, with me, in me, for me, before me, behind me, all yeah. those great prepositions. Mm-hmm. And I just talk to him all the time, uh, again, oftentimes with requests that have been noted, mm-hmm. but also just sometimes a stream of consciousness from my heart. Yeah,
2: and, and, you know, I'm a little more of the skeptic than David was. You know me, yeah. I was the atheist, yeah. invited God out of my life at 15. So when he became real, he became really real. And I kind of take that same It's not even skepticism anymore. It's more of a, God, I know you're real, and I require to really believe this, not that I'm testing you, but I can't fake it. And so when I'm interacting with him in prayer, then I'm watching all throughout the day because I feel like if he's real, which I think he is, and if faith is what we're all about, you know, we're building the faith. It's not—the goal is not prayer. The goal Mm -hmm. is faith. Mm -hmm then it would make sense that if I've poured my heart out to him in the morning, then I'll notice even little tiny things throughout my day. For example, I had this neighbor on my heart a couple of days ago. I hadn't thought about her in years, and it's somebody that I don't see very often. And I just found myself kind of like breathing a quick prayer for her because I just Mm -hmm. knew there were some things going on. And out of the blue today when I was coming home from my run, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I wasn't even, nothing was according to plan this morning. But because I was where I was, she happened to be driving down my driveway and I had a conversation with her that was like, when it was over, I was like, well, God, you worked it out. And so that's real. And then what that does for somebody like me, the natural skeptic, is it just kind of builds that faith. I take my faith, Mm -hmm. like to me, faith, I can never fake it. To me, faith is very serious. I either... It's either real or it's not, and yeah. I'm just intent upon it being real.
1: Yeah, so. you know, there, there's prayer, and then there's the content of prayer. Mm-hmm. Right. Prayer within itself can become rote, as Jesus yeah. warned mm-hmm. against. And yeah. many people just go through the motions of prayer, and it has no power. The power of prayer is in faith. It's so, not a
2: ritual. The yeah. Bible
1: talks about the prayer of faith, and mm-hmm. when you believe something that you're praying, that's what ignites the power in prayer. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: Good point. That's and true. part of prayer in our spiritual life in our our personal growth in our relationship with God. This prayer is a component. So let's let's zoom out a little bit and talk about spiritual growth, growing in faith, and why is it so important for parents to take their personal growth as
1: essential
0: for influencing the life and faith of their
1: families. Well, you know what I'm going to say, Todd. <laughs> We've it said on. it Come before on. Yep. so often that that faith is more caught and taught with Mm -hmm. your children. And I remember my dad teaching me some things along the ways, but what I really remember is seeing him pray. What I really remember him is seeking God's word when he needed an answer. What I really remember is when he was hurting, he would go visit somebody else to lift his spirits. I mean, those kind of examples were what stuck in my heart. That increased my faith by how I saw him live his faith rather than what he said. Now, when I heard what he said also be lived out, that had even more punch. But both of them yeah. have to be there, especially the living it out. Yeah,
2: And, and I think I was just going to say the same thing. I, I, you, think we yeah. <laughs> you think we were we married. think lives together married or something? almost but, 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say modeling it, but um, even taking it a step further, I always would bring the kids into my little prayer projects, probably because I spent so much time mm. with them in the minivan. You know, yep. They were all yep. in school, all in these long, long carpools. But I would actually, within reason, I wouldn't tell them everything. But I would let them in on a lot of my little prayer projects or needs or... Kind of daring prayers, you know, yeah. kind of audacious prayers.
1: Please pray with me about. Yeah, let's you pray. Let's, that, yeah,
2: let's just pray. And yeah. We wouldn't have to do it right then, but I mean, I'd say let's make sure let's let's be praying. We're on the same page. Yeah. With this, and the cool thing is, they started doing the same thing back with me about friends yeah. that they wanted prayer for, and I found out a lot more about their about their friends that way. <laughs> yeah. You know what was going on than if I had said to them, okay, tell me what people are involved in. They would confide, knowing that there was a kind of a treasured. Sanctity about that It wasn't like gossip They were like I'm having trouble With this person Here's why Let's pray about it. And then sometimes I'd step in when they were younger and invite the friend over with them, you know, yeah. and so I would actually take action. But yep. there's that modeling of, again, going back to it being real. Yeah. just couldn't stand for them to think it was fake. Yeah. Well, and
1: I know that we had a family home night every night until mm-hmm. sports came yeah. along and right. they got crazy yeah. with kids' travel sports, which that's a whole other subject yeah. for another yeah. time that we should tackle, I bet. <laughs> uh, but we would have that family home night, and I felt it was my responsibility as the spiritual leader in my home to ask my children, what can I pray for? Yeah. And what, what can mom pray for? And it's interesting in that environment that was safe, they would all mention something and we'd Mm -hmm. actually keep our list of things to pray for Mm -hmm. that they'd ask about. Mm -hmm. And then we would pray for those things and then try to find out later, Hey, how did the Lord answer that? And when they saw an answer, like you said, Marilyn, it really impressed them. They think, Oh, Prayer works, it yeah. really does, but but I felt I had to initiate that, but did it in a safe environment where yeah. they could share, and yeah. then we could keep track of them.
2: Well, you know, funny thing is, we just had a really cool answered prayer that was probably one of those 15-year prayers. You know, mm-hmm. you got the two-week prayers and yeah. the two-year prayers, but this was a 15-year prayer because Bethany had a very close friend on her volleyball team in high school who was Jewish. And we loved this girl. Mm. She was even in Bethany's wedding, and she we, called me Daddy Chatty. Daddy Chaddy, yeah. <laughs> and we're not going to mention her name, although she would gladly tell everybody. But yeah. we'll leave that up to her. But she would. Bethany and I would always say, "Gosh, if she ever became a Christian, she would be so on fire." Well, she did. Mm just within the last year or two, and Bethany's husband, Ryan, married them, and now they've just had their first child. But she's so on fire for the Lord, and it was exciting to see. I mean, it was 15 years, and during that 15 years, there were plenty of times where we just thought, well, you know, it ain't going to happen. But Bethany and I were laughing the other day because we said, you know, we really remember that we prayed about this, and it's important. I think we need to remember. You know, we need to have our Ebenezer stones where we look back and say, God met us at this point in time. And I think that strengthens our children's right. faith. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: and I've, I fall pray to that all the time. I pray for something, forget about it, you yeah. know? And so the celebration, yeah. peace celebration. there. Well, let's talk about why prayer is so vital in the family because I think, you know, the, the parents of newborns, they're praying all the time, like, Lord, please let them
1: sleep. <laughs> let them stop crying. Yeah. But, and they look so vulnerable. Please right, help me be a yep. good parent to not screw up this beautiful exactly, little child. You exactly. Gave us. And then
0: you think of the the parents of middle schoolers or high schoolers it's like time. saying that prayer when you send them out <laughs> the yeah. driveway, you yeah. know, for the first time on the stops. first date or something yeah. like that. But stops. if it's about a relationship with God, why is it so vital? And when you talked about victory, how does prayer make parents powerful?
1: more than they are on their own. Well, if you believe that God gave your children to you as a gift, they really are owned by Him, He has a purpose for them, and His providence oversees and overarches their lives, then you become merely a tool in God's box to help God's will be accomplished in your kids' lives. So we feel, as parents, the things we sense God is doing in our children's hearts and the call He has upon them And we pray those things, and we pray those things into existence. We really believe that Psalm 112, when that promise is given that God wants to make your children mighty in the land, Mm. we believe specifically that God wants to make covenant parents' children mighty in the land. Now, that will be totally different for each child because they're all totally different. But we believe that he didn't intend them to be flops, failures, failures. Or whatever. He intended them to be great and mighty warriors for the Lord. So we, we prayed that from day one.
2: And sometimes it takes time. You know, I know I know we both have siblings where the prayer is still ongoing for that and I talked to a mom who confided in me yesterday. That you know her three are struggling and we are kind of claiming that prayer for her as well I said you know it's never too late I mean I think that this mighty in the land is a covenant promise and I think sometimes it takes a really long time
1: and that's why I'm teaching on persistence yeah. in one of these messages yep. in the series because it's not just a one time yeah. thy will be done I think sometimes we use that phrase thy will be done as an yep. exit strategy not to have to pray again right. but mm-hmm. when we have persistence yeah. as an understanding of prayer we yeah. know that the Lord was the one who said keep, keep on, on asking keep on seeking, keep on knocking. It was his idea. And, and there's something in the perseverance, there's something in the persistence that builds faith. Yeah. That, and that mm-hmm. also recognizes God's sovereign, not me, but as I keep going to him, I'm trusting him for the answer. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they're pretty awesome people that we know of in history that got the message late in life. You know, I think Augustine was one. Mm. I think... Uh, we could all name a few. And so I think that persistence on the part of parents is really important.
1: And Monica, Augustin's Mother mom, was, a praying was the mom. one who kept praying. Yeah. And, and I <coughs> jokingly say all the time, if you've got a praying mom, you're, you're toast. toast. <laughs> you might as <laughs> well just yield and give your life to the Lord yeah. because yeah. you're not going to win. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. What about the if you have praying parents? You're, mm-hmm. you know...
2: <laughs> you're double toast. Yeah. Double <laughs> toast, oh you know, with yeah. the
0: eggs over hard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. let's talk about that. How do... Parents make prayer a
1: priority in their families. Where do they start? They start from day one. Yeah. I mean, I would say the moment of conception when we knew that Bethany was on the way after four plus years of real intense yeah. waiting and an eight year overall time of waiting. Uh, we began to pray for her at that moment. Didn't know it was mm-hmm. a her, but we mm-hmm. prayed for that child. We prayed for blessings and hope, vitality, the will of God to be done uh, in her life. So we, we began then, and then the moment she came out, we just continued that consistent, persistent prayer over yeah. her, mostly for God's purpose in her life to be fulfilled. And we yeah. did that with mm-hmm. the boys as well.
2: But, you know, even taking it a step back before that, when you talk about where you start, I think in a way you kind of have to start even before you become parents because really if you don't have your own personal time with the lord in prayer and i don't then we don't have a whole lot to bring to the table together so there's almost that and i know it almost sounds cliche but it really is true kind of get your own personal relationship with the lord squared away first in your prayer life when that's real Then I think you're better as a couple, and then I think you have something real to offer the kid. I keep using that word real. I hadn't planned on using that word a lot, but (laughs) you know, oh well. That's what, that's my theme today is that make it real. But I think kids, you know what, kids are realists, Mm -hmm. and they, boy, kids sniff it out when it's just rote, or if something, you know, you can watch their faces glaze over if they think you're just praying to be pious or, you know, to get a point across or something. They just tune out. But they're also wonderful about if it's something that's on their heart, you can just watch them kick yeah. in and, and engage with well, you. Well, if
0: more is caught than taught, then mm-hmm. I think the encouragement to those listening is, you know, to start praying as a couple, mm-hmm. you know, and let that habit Form into your family, you, you know. So the thing yeah. that Abby and I try to do before we fall asleep yeah. is to pray. Yeah. And even when I was a teenager, one of my you know realizations is I would beat myself up if I fell asleep doing my devotions <laughs> or praying. But then I had this realization: what better way to fall asleep than uh, praying? The yeah. r- last you know? thought on yeah. your mind, right? Is the the last, risen
1: Lord yeah. Jesus Christ, That's exactly. Yep.
0: Instead yeah. of all the other things teenage boys deal with, I was like, I, it, and it set me free. That's uh, pretty amazing to, that to, to, you
2: were rather amazing teenage boy, Todd. Well, I... That, I no, no, no. I mean, in fact, no, I'm <laughs> but
0: serious. That but that realization... you even thought he had about great that. parents. Yes, <laughs> I did have
1: great parents who prayed a whole lot. They walked and prayed. Mm-hmm. That was their heritage. That, that's my as, wife. Yeah. She has yeah. prayer walks regularly yeah. and she'll take yeah. her little chubby book as she calls yeah. it, with all yeah. her list of things that list. she prays for yeah. and prays for them as she yeah. walks. Yeah. That's it. Credit yeah. to my parents for sure. And, and Todd, you've got to believe prayer works. Yeah. I mean, we almost should have started there. Do you really yeah. believe prayer works? And the Bible says clearly that prayer moves the hands of... God, all the way back from uh, Mm -hmm. Abraham praying to Moses praying that literally moved God's hand. So do you believe that is the case? And if you really do, I think you'll pray. If you really don't, you won't. I think it's that simple. Well,
0: that's a perfect setup for the next question is what are some practical ways that parents can pray for their kids? You know, because I think we fall into this negative Mm -hmm. or fear-based prayer. Mm
1: -hmm. But what about the victory-based prayer or the envisioning Mm -hmm. prayer? What would you say? Well, the first thing I would say is on a day-to-day basis is a phrase I love, pray your day.
0: Pray your mm, day. You, do, um, you do that You well. know
1: what your kids are going mm-hmm. to go through that day, and you pray their day for them at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. And then you do that for yourself as well. But I think that's an especially good way to start with your children. Marilyn?
2: Yeah, and, you know, I have a little different way of doing it. It's funny how, depending on how your personality is wired, it seems like everybody's prayer life's a little different. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little more of a worrier than David is. So for me, it was really natural to just sort of pour my heart out in a journal. And then one day yeah. I got the idea... I'm going to actually start listing these things that are causing me so much worry. Spurgeon uses a great phrase. He says, turn your cares into prayers. Hmm. But I did just that. And so when I made that list of all the things that were worrying me, and then I developed a little strategy. and We don't have to get all into that. But the short version is that I developed a little strategy where I ended up with a different list on each day of the week. So I already go into my prayer time knowing that, hey, this is such and such a day. Mm -hmm. I know that's the day that my middle son gets prayed for. Maybe his wife gets prayed for. I pray for countries. You know, I've spread it out, you know, I've spread it all over the world. But the nice thing is, I know that every care that's on my heart will get prayed for in the course Mm -hmm. of that week. And then I have a little section where I add the moments of the day. But like if there's a, I call them PODs, you know, prayers on demand, mm-hmm. but we'll share those sometimes. You know, the cool thing is he will call me and we will make sure sometimes that we just do a quick, have say, say a quick prayer together for a specific need that arises at that moment. Cause you always want to mm-hmm. be flexible and, um, yeah, kind of on alert, right? It's kind of,
0: it's kind of funny to think about, but you know, the idea of create a prayer strategy, mm-hmm. right, and a prayer rhythm mm-hmm. in your family. So mm-hmm. meal times is totally fine. I think sometimes, yeah. you know, I can, you know, say, hey, if you're just praying around the dinner table, that's not enough. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. That's a great place to start yeah. or before bedtime. But even what you're talking about, you know, when my child, my children bring up that someone's being unkind to them or bullying yeah. them at school. I I have been reminded of Jesus' teaching of pray for those who persecute you. And it's like, all right, let's pray for that that boy. Let's pray for that girl in this moment. And hopefully it starts to shift their perspective, but also how they're being treated too.
2: And when you do that, do you tell them that that's a biblical principle? Because that's a great way to put a little nugget of scripture in there. We hadn't talked about that, but praying God's word is just to me, like, crucial and vital. I, I would
1: echo that, the importance of praying God's Word. Find mm-hmm. Scripture that you pray yeah, If you're unsure what to pray, start with the Bible. Just yeah. open it up and with, start praying that. You know,
2: George Mueller, the famous, uh, you know, pioneer of prayer and everything else that was miraculous back in, what, 1800s, he finally got this cool strategy for prayer, and he said when he discovered it, it took him all the way to the end of his life. He liked mm-hmm. it so much. He'd read the Scripture, and as he was reading the Scripture, yeah. he would stop and pray as a you know, a verse came alive for him. So he said, as I did that, I found myself confessing. I found myself praising. I found myself asking God for certain things. And he said the rhythm that that was meaningful for him is that he just prayed through as he read.
1: Todd, I found it interesting that in light of Dr. Billy Graham's recent homegoing, um, that they played um, a podcast of him preaching uh, near the end of his ability to preach. And he said... I get asked all the time by young pastors and evangelists, especially if I could do one thing over in my life and do it better, what would I do? And he paused and said, I would pray mm. more. And so obviously he felt that, so I wonder if the, this great man of God felt that, how much more mm. should we? Yeah, prayer helps us parent well, mm. right? Another thing
0: about practical ideas, mm. I thought about this just because we recently bought a new, newer van and it's a couple years old is you know, what we could afford. And literally, every time I drive out, I envy every other newer van. <laughs> and I had this thought, it was like, what if those vans become my prompts for Thanksgiving. Mm. And so when I see a newer van, I'm like, okay, thank you God that I have this van that, mm-hmm. you know, for some reason I get a new van and I'm ungrateful for it. Mm. <laughs> so mm. to turn that
1: cue mm-hmm. of that moment of envy into mm-hmm. a you know a moment of gratitude. Well so, and teaching your children how yeah. to pray prayers of Thanksgiving yeah. to be grateful for what they have, not for what they don't yes, have. And yes. As you well know the major emotion that's caused by social media <laughs> is envy. Yep, and yep. so we've got to combat that with our children, especially as they grow older. Yeah. One of the ways of doing that is teaching them prayers of thanksgiving yes. for what they have, and even thanksgiving mm-hmm. for what others have. Right. So how do how do parents know,
0: or how can they help their kids see that prayer's working? You mentioned the two-week prayer and the 15-year yeah, prayer. The gear,
2: so, we, uh, well, one thing, you know, this kind of sounds basic, but to be watching, I think... Everybody's sort of sleepwalking through life or they're speeding through life. Yeah. But I don't find that it comes naturally just to be alert yeah. and watchful for God to be answering prayer. So just to be watchful is a big thing. There's a verse, I think it's first Peter four, six and seven that talks about turning your worries, you know, into prayers. Mm-hmm. But there's another one further on down that says, Be self-controlled and alert so that you can pray. Yeah. You know, so if you're self-controlled, uh, that says something right there, being self-controlled. It kind of, there's a condition to help you pray and then to be alert. That's yeah. a condition. So when you're doing that, I think you're more likely to notice those answers when they come. And then I find, I just thought it was helpful to point it out to him. Hey, you remember we prayed for that? Well, look, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, it says he always gives us the victory. I don't think the victories are always like, you know, fireworks-type mm-hmm. victories. Sometimes they're whispers. And so I think that when we teach our children to be on the lookout and to watch for the little things, yeah. then it's, anybody can see the big stuff. Yeah,
1: and celebrate it when mm-hmm. you see it. I know Marilyn and I both uh, journal as we pray, mm-hmm. and yeah. I have found it very helpful for me. Maybe it's time to ADD, I don't know, but <laughs> I can write my prayers out. keeps me focused. Yeah. And then that allows me two weeks, months, years later to go back and say, oh, how has God answered that mm-hmm. prayer? Mm-hmm. Interestingly, our middle son has adopted the whole idea of journaling mm-hmm. and has been doing it for years. We didn't even really know that know until several it, yeah. months ago. He shared it with us. And I think the reason he's doing that is because he's learned that's a real way you can see whether God's answering your mm-hmm. prayers or not. Yeah. Or, or really probably the better way of saying that is to see how God is answering mm-hmm. your prayers because he says yes, yeah. he says no, or he says, i got a better way. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that my wife does
0: is she will call it a Jehovah Jireh mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. you know, that God is our provider. Yeah. And so she yeah. always it sees that better than I do. Um, and she'll just say, hey, Jehovah Jireh, God mm. provided again. It's like, wow. oh, yes, I forgot. <laughs> <You> know, and <laughs> the, again, for that's reminder. back to the kids.
2: Yep. The kids yep. are so concrete about yep. I mean, money is concrete. Provision is concrete. Yeah. And so I think there's a reason Jesus said, come like little children. I think he wants us to be looking yep. for it. I asked my granddaughter not too long ago, why does Jesus like little children so much? Mm-hmm. And she said, because we're so much fun to play with. And <laughs> that's true. But I think he also loves it because children are just honest about I still want this. You know, you yep. can't fake it, Jesus. You, this is what I asked for. Now, you might have something better, but it's got to be better. We can't just say it's better. Yep. And to see God's plan unfold is amazing. I, I think you're building into the children a heritage that yep. literally they take with them that has, when, you, when you're not in their life, they, they're still strong. Right, you know?
0: right. Well, do you have any final advice on the power of praying parents as we wrap this up?
2: Well, I was going to say one more thing about the heritage.
0: Yeah.
2: I think that it's important to share our testimony, our personal testimony with the children. You know, we had a hard time getting pregnant with all of ours. We had infertility forever. So each one of them knows not only the story of how I came to personal faith, which was kind of dramatic in itself, but they each know the story of the miracle that led to their Mm. own birth. So I'm passing along a spiritual heritage to them. and. And it's kind of funny because I think that's part of their arsenal. Yeah. They may not even call it that, but then when they start to pray for things that are a stretch, they can think back, well, you know, Mom showed me that, that prayer, that, and it's not prayer that works, yeah. it's God that works
1: yeah. through prayer. Heritage of yeah. victory. And, and interestingly, um, for whatever reason, during our long times of infertility, uh, we had bunny rabbits show up mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. times we were most disappointed or discouraged. I mean, they would the just triggers, run across yeah. our path or be <laughs> yeah. in our driveway or whatever. So we adopted kind of bunnies as our sign of God saying, hang on, mm-hmm. don't be discouraged. So we would encourage people to have something, yeah, prayer triggers, a yeah. prayer yeah. trigger that helps remind them of God's faithfulness. Like and all. Prompt. Yeah, the van. And, yeah. Like and right the van. and all over our house right now, we have bunnies <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> like they're the just people everywhere. gave them bunnies after the babies yeah. were born. So. And so the kids yeah. walk around our house and they see and the bunnies and go, oh, God was he really answered Some of them are right really good-looking bunnies. One they, of them a really big
2: stone bunny by the fireplace. I mean, yeah. this is... <laughs>
1: yeah. And the other thing I'd say is remember that Jesus said where two or three pray in my name, there I am. So don't forget, parents, that it's mom and dad praying together that yeah. offers a special power for your kids and for the prayers you want to get answered. I, Symphone, talk yeah. about that real quickly, Well, Marilyn. I was going to say,
2: not just the two or three that are you and me, but then the whole gathered prayer of the children. Symphony means together in the same voice. And when Jesus is saying, when two or three of you agree, it's the Greek word for agree. And when we agree in prayer, it's fun for the kids to see that the prayer of agreement for Whatever reason is a little stronger than just praying it's on your own,
1: especially powerful when mom and dad do it together. Yeah. But then you get the kids, kids. involved with it too. There it's is like a on symphony, steroids, yeah.
2: it, symphony yeah, on, on steroids, steroids. It really yeah. Symphony on steroids, and work it doesn't that have that to be
0: perfect. No, it's, it's, talking, it's, it's talking to our yeah. Heavenly Father. Who is just happy to hear us. And happy like any to good daddy be specific. Want. Yep. Be
1: specific. Tell yep. me what you want. Yep. Talk to me. And yep. you do. And you hear the desires of my heart, Lord. Uh, yep. Marilyn's talked some about the, the word desires or just hear my wants, mm-hmm. the things I really do want, Lord. And that's yeah. okay. And
2: it's okay if he says no. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I think we are so afraid that the kids are going to get disappointed. And we're like, you know, God knows how to give them yep. what's best for them. It's okay to be disappointed because he's probably got another plan, but yeah. don't be afraid to ask.
1: And I know I'm opening the door for a whole other subject. Maybe we get into <laughs> to another podcast, but waiting is one of God's yeah. answers. And yeah. when you're in that wait room, that's a good place to be because you have to utterly depend on him like never yeah, right, before. Right. Well, I know we could talk on and on and on. And so we'll have to
0: pause for our next episode in a couple of weeks. But yeah. thank you both for taking the time to share this with our parents. We have Easter coming up in yeah. just a couple weeks on the very first weekend of April. And so, David, why don't you tell us about Easter a little
1: bit and then yeah. we'll wrap up with prayer. Well, it's going to be a service unto itself. It's going to look at the road to Emmaus and what happened with those two disciples who experienced the resurrected Jesus and how they came to believe in him because of his resurrected form. There'll be 17 different services across our six campuses on Saturday and Sunday for the campuses. Uh, Not all campuses will have Saturday night, but a couple of few will. And um, it's going to be a glorious, wonderful celebration of the ultimate victory. And that's in Jesus Christ, our Lord crucified but raised from the dead, ascended to heaven, the glorious soon-coming King. Yeah, it'll be great. And we'll have kids programming for all birth through
0: fifth grade as well. So along the lines of this topic, start praying as a family for family and friends and neighbors to invite to one of our Easter services. And you can find out about service times and at all our locations at Hill.org. So David and Marilyn, thank you so much. David, will you say a prayer I will. finish our time?
1: Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we come to you in prayer. We believe prayer works, not because we have any ideology that, think, that thinks it's so, but because you said it works. You said nothing's impossible with you. You said prayer is the way to access that power. And so, Lord, since you taught us that prayer works, we want to pray. You're the one who prayed and your disciples said, you know what, you pray and get results. We don't pray and get results. That's why they said in the teaching of the famous Lord's Prayer, teach us to pray. And you gave a recipe for how to pray. So we know prayer is important. We know that somehow the communing with you in faith grants the desires of our hearts. So teach us how to pray. Teach us how to believe and give us answers, Lord, for ourselves and our children that will encourage them to desire to pray and to teach their children and their children's children how to pray because we believe you want all of your covenant children to be mighty in the land. We trust you. We believe in you. Teach us to pray, O Lord, to see results. Yes, Jesus, results. Amen.
0: Amen. Parent on parents, you
1: got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.